And we're back with our third segment, uh, talking about Jinka 2019. Woo! Jinka. Yeah. Uh, and for this segment, we have Aaron, uh, Jason, and Renee, because you were all roomies. Uh, so you, yep, 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 yep. You all had more similar experiences, probably in some ways. Um, so not quite as out of a body as yeah. one of our members. But. <laughs> <laughs> Tales for later. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's get down into it. Um, Renee, you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Wink Games and how you all got a bunch of their games. This yeah. Year. So. Um, my job takes me uh, all over the world, and wherever we go, we play board games as well as actually do our work. And so one of my coworkers introduced me to a game called Deep Sea Adventure. That's by Oink Games. And so um, I was like specifically looking for their booth at Gen Con, found their booth, and found all of the other games. Things I like about Oink Games is that they're pretty small. Mm-hmm. So like you can really – it's very easy to travel with them. Yeah. Um, like they're the size of essentially like a deck of cards, maybe a little bit like – taller but yeah it's a pretty nice size so um deep sea adventures is a super fun game didn't we you played end up with the german version of that one? i did because amazon <laughs> um but yeah so the outside of my deep sea adventure says tief sea adventure or something like that <laughs> um but the inside has english rules so i just throw away the rest of them because i don't speak german anyway um yeah, so uh, I got we played that game with uh, Thad and Kara. They seemed to like it, um, and I, I think we just played it the one time because it was late and we were tired. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also while I was there uh, picked up the Dungeon of Mandom, which is a game that I had seen. I haven't actually played it yet, um, but I had seen it and I heard good things about it, so I was excited to get it. You play like as a guy who has been down through the dungeon and he's too good at it now so now he's like now i'm gonna see how little gear i can go through to the dungeon with and still survive so um that- game sometimes you only play once <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a fun premise i think it sounds yeah. very roguelike honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. Dungeon speed runner <laughs> how many yeah. do you know how many players it takes um i believe it's four but up oh, to four yeah okay. i think so cool um but yeah, and then Aaron also, yep. because I was at the booth, I was like, Aaron, we look at all these around. games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And he looked at um, some games and saw one he liked. Yeah, I was looking for the, I, I did find one that I would do for personal, but um, just because of my job working with the kids that I do, I always am trying to find things that would be good for the lesson planning as well. And I found one that would be kind of cool and, uh, called Troika, uh, which is a vein of trying to get as much f- gems and fuel as possible to get off of a planet that you've crash landed on. And uh Basically, no man's sky, but you know, with that, with ninety nine percent of the bullshit removed. So, wow, huge slam on no man's sky. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like that's a, a controversial topic at this point. Very so. controversial. Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, have you actually played it yet? Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, but I've read through the rules, and it uh, seems pretty simple overall. Mm-hmm. So, How many players does it take? Uh, I believe this one takes up to five. Ooh, so, two so to five or three? Uh, to five? Two to five. Ooh, so. nice. Deep yep. Sea Adventure also goes up to five. Oh, cool, yep. cool. Yep. Uh yeah, games that are very light and portable and can take like between two to five players. That's a really good uh, yeah, buy. Yeah, it's, so, it's a good game. I'm definitely going to look into that too. Um, yeah. and, and it's very pretty. Like they they, they have pretty decent artwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. On all their games. pretty simple, yeah. but just beautiful colors. And honestly, I wanted to say something else about Oink Games that re- when Renee and Jason introduced me is that they have a real huge selection of like different things that aren't just like the same variation on the on the same rule set. Um, because I saw like puzzle detection, uh, different puzzle games, uh. 
lying or bluffing games. Uh, yeah. More of the, I think they had five different categories. Yeah, yeah. kind of did that. And I, they had like a nice little menu that they gave you of like, here, if you're wanting this type of game, this is what's going to be in your lane. So, mm-hmm. uh, so really cool company. If you get a chance to order from them or see them in person, I highly recommend and them. And they're cheap. It's like 20 bucks a box. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the more yeah. you buy, like the more discounts they were cutting. So Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, but you also did aside from, of course, I mean, uh, aside from just buying things and like Isabel, you actually did some ticketed events this time. So, uh, including playing, uh, Western legends. I'm really curious about that. So yeah, that was me. Um, Oh, you played it. Okay. I, yeah, I played it, but I, as, as I was playing it, I was like, Oh man, Jason would love this game. Jason <laughs> would love this game. So we may have also bought that game, but yeah. you know, you're welcome. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Western legends is a game that I played that, um, it is, um, it's a Western game, like, like, Western like Western, like game. cowboy. Western. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. So it's like, um, outlaws and sheriffs, mm-hmm. like, like, if, like you're a little kid and you're playing like bad guys and good guys, mm-hmm. uh, cops and robbers, that's kind of thing. Um, meets poker meets war, like the card games, war and poker mm-hmm. meets a board game. So like, as you're playing, you can go to the saloon and play rounds of poker. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and pan for gold. You can go rustle some cattle and all of these can be done either as like a good guy or a bad guy. And you get different like bonuses and points depending on like kind of which track you have chosen to be mm-hmm. bad guys can go fight or good guys can go fight the bad guys. And then the war is anytime that you're fighting with somebody else or trying to steal stuff from people or and, whatever. And any of those paths can be a path to like winning the game, right? Yes. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to do everything. You can just kind of pick one. No, you can just choose one. Yeah. And like when you're playing, you're playing as some sort of Western legend, uh, be they bad or good. So like um, – like specific Annie, name characters, uh, or? Calamity Jane was one of them. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, um, I was recognize I recognize that because of our um, Red Markets game, so I was like paying attention. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's um, there I can't even remember all of them, but there's a ton of different mm-hmm. um, legends that you can kind of play as, and they all have different starting. Oh, okay, they have different abilities. Stuff. It has yeah. shooting and mm-hmm. poker. I'm sure Wild Bill Hickok's mm-hmm. in there somewhere. I'm oh, sure yeah. he is oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. And we bought it because it's a good game. It is it's it was pricey, seventy five dollars is yeah, a it looked like starting a big box. Yeah. board game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is it's pretty good. It had like, a lot, and it had like two expansions, I believe, um, at this point. Like a big expansion and a smaller expansion. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because the smaller expansion they were trying to like bundle it, and the bigger expansion was actually more expensive than the base game. It was like ninety dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, no, I it think was so. expensive. I might be misremembering, but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. it was because I was like, woof, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, Jason, you were buying some things too. Uh, in the uh, like, you were telling me about one set of rules uh, for. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, my ticket events were pretty limited this year because mm-hmm. I wanted to leave myself some space. I kind of went a little too ham at Gen Con last year. Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm still, you know, this only been our third year. I'm still trying to find the right balance. And yeah, I wanted to try and get into the dealer hall and do demos, which I actually didn't. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so. But the biggest ticketed event I did, other than the ones that I did with my wife, um, was Noble Armada, which is yeah. a miniatures game that's had uh, quite an interesting past, actually. Like it, uh, like I was testing the third edition, and the original first edition came out in the mid '90s, I believe. He said, 
Um, it's part, it's part of the fading suns kind of universe, which yeah. I think has like video games and maybe well, RPG it's not in the video games. It, it definitely has a tabletop role playing game. Yeah. It might have some other games. It's a very interesting space opera setting. Um, that's very, um, kind of more closer to Dune in terms of like very exotic, like political, uh, noble clans or houses, yeah, houses and like, yeah, yeah. it's, um, one of those like settings that's intrigued me, but I've just never had the time to really like learn about it. But yeah. they also have some Cthulhu and Lovecrafting elements to it yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, well, I guess you know, I'll be interested. <laughs> twist my arm. Yeah, yeah twist my arm. Um, but, so yeah, it's really cool that they would have a, a sci-fi mini game. Too, yeah, you know? and you know, building off of last year's Gen Con where I play tested X Wing and I play tested mm-hmm. BattleTech, which were two very different things. This is kind of a mash of the two. So it has a little bit of the crunchiness of Battletech as far as like managing ship systems and stuff, which might take a little bit to like wrap a head around. Like I dove straight into it. Cause I was like, Oh gosh, this is so cool. This is- <laughs> yes. Yes. I want all of this, please. And yeah, obviously, yeah. I had the games writer was, was running my demo. Mm-hmm. Um, and since nobody else showed up to the event, like it was just one-on-one me and him. So yeah, I, he definitely held my hand a lot, but uh, the actual gameplay on the table reminded me of X-Wing without X-Wing's limitations, which kind of, you know, turned me off from X-Wing as a game I really want to invest too much money into because I'm more used to the Warhammer or conflict style of like kind of free form, sure. you know, maneuverability that you get in those type of miniatures games. This has that uh, in spades. The only downside to it, as far as I could see, is their miniatures themselves. They're not bad. They're Some of them were quite pretty mm-hmm. and they're all, they're like, old school, all pewter miniatures. Yeah. So, you know, not real hard to deal with as far as assembly, you know, basically just put it on a base and paint it. Mm-hmm. But due to the fact that it's, you know, this game, you know, has gone through, you know, life, death, rebirth so many times <laughs> because, you know, it died out in the nineties and then they tried to relaunch it in, I think 2011 mm-hmm. and then didn't work. And then they successfully kickstarted, brought it back in 2016. Mm. Um, so, and, but they wanted to leave it compatible with their older miniature line. So they basically just left the minis as they are, and they're quite difficult to find, actually, as I as I started actually digging Oops. around for it. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Drop Fleet Command has had a pretty good presence at Gen Con the last couple yeah. of years, and th- they're some of the most gorgeous minis I've ever seen. So I'm just going to buy those and use them because they're about the right scale. Well, I mean, there are other uh, there's tons of sci-fi mini games, but yeah, the Drop Fleet ones look real nice. So yeah, yeah uh, if you want to. You're going to get proxies, might as well get pretty ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, but the gameplay is really good. It's uh, actually D20 based, which mm-hmm. after we tested Infinity, which I know you're still trying to drag Spencer and Caleb into. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to that random fan if you're a fan of RPPR yeah. too. <laughs> Your day will come at one point. It will. It will. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, drag we'll him into a room and lock him. So. <laughs> uh, well, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying if he's yeah. also an RPPR fan and hears this too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or she, I'm not sure you know, yeah. who it was. Um. But yeah, so I wasn't that thrilled with the D20 system for a minis game with that one. But with mm-hmm. this one, it actually makes a lot more sense because of the kind of battle tech crunchiness of how many ship systems and stuff that can be hit during damage rolls. Mm-hmm. It actually made a lot more sense. And they, they've they streamlined it very well mathematically to roll. So, oh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I'll probably, you know, I'll probably invest in all the stuff and then just let you guys play it. At yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I would definitely like to try it out. Yeah. Um, I've played very few ship combat kind of minis games, but they've always intrigued me. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jeff's Jeff's one that he's doing. Yeah, alongside yeah. upwind was really was yeah fun. it was and really it, fun it did yeah, well, I, yeah we should try yeah. it again too yeah. absolutely um but yeah um aaron you were trying out new games too um, uh yeah uh, a lot of my gen con this year uh i actually didn't have any ticketed events this time i 
kind of decided I was going to. How gonna, dare. I know. <laughs> uh, the only thing they would have been generics it was, you know, the Battletech pods, but that kind of went by the wayside as our, our tradition goes now. Someday we're going to do, um, do it. We're going to uh, do it. But I did get to test out ones. Uh, the first one I'll do is just kind of simplest because I got it. I wouldn't say involuntarily dragged into it, but uh, they, uh, Cyanide and Happiness people were doing play tests of the tra- uh, Trolley Dilemma game that is coming out next year. Uh, or that I believe it's, it's being, being kickstarted, kickstarted so. as we speak, yeah, so. although the Kickstarter is almost over, but obviously it's done very well. Yeah, no, it's it's going to get yeah. a lot of money too. So, uh, yeah, what happened in this case is I was getting ready to go over to, I think, the Dust booth to look at some of their stuff. And the guy picked, looked at me and says, Hey, do you want to decide who lives and dies? And I said, Well, I do it all the time. So, <laughs> and uh, I really do like how the system is set up. So the way the game goes is that each of the six other players that are not the judge will get one specific card going up in severity of what's happening. So the first one will be like the one the one side that you're going to kill that's you know pretty good for the most part. The next one is something that's going to entice you to commit that murder if necessary and then uh there's a third one that is like the ultimate thing in here and then uh there are two other cards that depending on your players are modifiers to that so the line if i remember correctly is i could choose between uh killing uh nuns having fun on the track so uh i forget the second one in that because it would kill somebody else uh some random person, but at the very end, it would clear kill Vladimir Putin riding a bear, leading Donald Trump on a leash. So, huh, okay. And the yeah. other side of it was uh, killing a baby that, and also the guy who would cure AIDS and cancer. <laughs> yeah, the, we want him to live. Yeah, we want I mean, we like wanted that. him to live. Uh, and then the at the very end, the the one teacher in high school you really hated. Oh no, so, <laughs> which was a big one. And then they modified. It's like, well, at this point, you know, I pull politicians will go in there in and out they're eventually going to die so we'll give the aids in there oh but this kid is actually the antichrist so like oh no uh, and it's <laughs> looking back and forth so it's like that's good and you know what here's yep. the thing about putin you know so it's definitely for the cards against humanity it, it very yeah. much is in that case but it it, it like I would say joking hazard. It actually works out pretty well with the dynamic where it right. mixes things up enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was pretty good. So that was the first thing that I did. Um, second biggest thing that I uh, two play, the two big games that I actually play tested uh, for board ones. Uh, one that I bought, which is uh, Be Lives. Uh, the uh, the subtitle for that is uh, We Will Only Know Summer. Yeah. Uh, the entire function of this game is that Tragic. you... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally it, their life cycle. It is. It is. It, it is. It's, it, it's, it's transitory. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, but the players are all controlling separate beehives. And <clears throat> it's a resource management game where you have to collect enough honey, nectar in certain times to produce drones to compete with uh, the other hives that are out. And yeah. then gain points because of this and the first playthrough i was really impressed how smoothly it went uh considering that it's a little more complex as well um but i i looked at it immediately and and fell in love with it and uh it's developed by a group the company's name is hit it with a shoe uh and as ross pointed out to me uh it's actually created by a person who's off of something awful and yeah. they had uh, per- they've talked about uh, it on the on the track games forum so yeah. i've been i've been aware of the game for a while i just haven't i'm glad some got someone got it so i could try it out so yeah <laughs> so you didn't have to put it in because well, yeah uh yeah like the other games it was 65 dollars, so it's a bit of a steep drop yeah. in but honestly it gave you everything that you needed to really kind of get into it so i'm mm-hmm. i'm interested to give it a, a full try with the group yeah um uh, well uh renee um 
that wasn't the only stuff you got at Gen Con either. You, oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I got a lot of things at Gen Con this year. Yeah. Um, well, I tr- I played an um, a different game called... Well, Jason and I both played this one together called Atelier. Is mm-hmm. that, did I pronounce it correctly? Atelier. Yeah. I am so Midwestern, and I just wanted to pronounce it Atelier, but <laughs> it's not. It's French. Bodark. <laughs> it's very, very French. Um, but you are playing as a... Um, master artist at an art school yeah and you have all these students and you send them out to get paints so that you can paint your artworks and of course all the artworks are um famous really well-known uh masterpieces you know by like or like i can't remember um rembrandt yeah like i mean everybody yeah <laughs> anybody who's anybody and you know like the renaissance and to the game's quality like the the print the cards like cause it's, it's cards um the prints were fantastic it was very very pretty yeah no that sounds so you are do you already know how to play that or did you just demo i learned at okay. gen con yeah. okay um yeah and we'll probably be picking that one up Oh, so you just played it. You didn't actually pick it up. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was between that and Western Legends. We, we were on a tight budget this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. No, no worries. I mean, well, these are super expensive games, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, no worries. But it's, uh, a, it's a worker placement game. Mm-hmm. It's the system style. Um, no, it sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if it's, like, not your thing or you're tell, you, you can tell, like, Hardy the Bat, you, you drew poorly and you're not going to win, it has great mechanics for fucking with people and the two young ladies <laughs> who are playing opposite of us will remember me for the next 10,000 generations. <laughs> Jason uh, very quickly went into the like I'm just going to screw everybody else up was side hilarious. of things. <laughs> the mechanic is so perfect for such a like high-minded froofy game like mm-hmm. to have such a dickhead mechanic and then I was like oh I'm embracing this. I am intrigued. And, and for like somebody who like yeah. actually thinks that everybody in the world should take at least one art history class in their life yeah. this game might classify as that. Yeah. So yeah. like you could actually recognize and learn some famous artists. I even paintings. knew a couple of them. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to trying that at some point. Um, yeah. they, pro- they might have, co- I mean, Moon City Con is coming up. Uh, they might have some uh, copy in the board game library for yeah. that. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I'll uh, definitely keep my eye out for it. I know it. Miniatures Market in St. Louis has it because oh, okay, uh, they yeah. had a really good price on it. So yeah, 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 that's yeah. probably where we're going to order our copy from eventually. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, I mean, you didn't just get games, though, at Gen Con. No, I also, um, I got a couple of other things, but um, one of the fun things that uh, I drug Aaron to this booth as well was <laughs> um, there was a candle company at Gen mm-hmm. Con. There was actually, I noticed, like, several tea companies, um, mm-hmm. a coffee guy, a coffee company. I didn't see and the then, coffee. I did see the tea. Yeah, yeah. they were like, uh, I took a picture because my uh, brother-in-law, it was I mean, I was it like was the his co- birthday. So the coffee guys were next to the, like almost the all the tables, boards, the tables, yeah, the board yeah. game people. But I don't know. I think I deleted it anyway. Um, but then there was also a candle company that I went to. It was called Epic Adventure Candle Company. So I'm weirdly becoming a connoisseur of um, tobacco um, pipe, like t- pipe tobacco smelling candles because mm-hmm. I don't smoke and I cannot actually smell the smoke of. T- tobacco pipes without coughing 
because I don't smoke, but um, I love the smell of it. So <laughs> why not just oh, get no. it in a candle form? Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, so I have I've got several of them now, but I have the <laughs> pipe leaf um, candle from them. Very Tolkien and then D and D theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they didn't. I asked them about this because I was like, they on their little card they listed a candle called the Last Unicorn, and <laughs> if you know me at all, you know I have to smell that to you find like out. Those unicorns. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, especially well, the book, last unicorn, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, but they were like, oh, we meant to bring that one, but the box didn't make it here on time. So I didn't get to smell it, sadly. Wow. But I looked up on Etsy today and I found out that it's like, s- smells like light floral scent with like rain. And so, I don't remember. It smelled, it sounded like it smelled good. But <laughs> yeah, so Pipe Leaf uh, smelled very good. And then Aaron got one as well. Uh, yeah, the I was it was a debate between the two I was getting because uh, I, I like those smoky ones, but I didn't want to just get a Pipe Leaf because that would be you know at their house at some point. So I, I figure I'll be at your house to smell it <laughs> if necessary. I, I um, don't know. You might... You might be uninvited by Christmas time. Oh, <laughs> well, at least thanks for the heads up. That's all I needed. So. Um, yeah, the uh, just joking. Uh, just joking. Um, the two, the one that was going between uh, was the Shire, which was uh, I liked it, but it was a little more heavily floral than I anticipated. So it, it I thought it would give me a headache. The other one I went to was Dwarven Forge, which has a very sm- burnt, smoky uh, smell to it. Which it lovely. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a pretty yeah. robust one as well. So that that was actually nice and i figured you know well make an adult purchase and place it and you know pretend that i'm a, an adult with responsibilities you can and, burn it. and it, they're wood wicks so it, yeah. it will make a lovely sound and, and as that's well. and that's Aww. another reason i got it because yeah. i love those wood, wood wick ones. yeah i might actually yeah i, I kind of thought about like oh, maybe i should try try uh, this out and then i you know Fatigue is a thing, and you forget yeah. to do things at yeah, Gen when you're all spating it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were at the Blockbuster. <laughs> I, well, so. I did go to the Blockbuster booth. Um, <laughs> I, I like I forgot to get the Guar card game because yeah, Damn that was yeah exactly. Okay, yeah. was that actually Guar there, or was that just cosplayers? I have no idea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they had a card game though, and I wanted to try it out. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, we all have our Gen Con regrets. We do. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but you guys uh, uh, also, uh, Jason, you also did like an escape room. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, it was so good. Into yeah. the Into the Dragon's Into the Dragon's Into the Dragon's Lair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's by Champagne Urbana Adventures in Time and Space. That's the company that's, yeah. that was running it. Well, they have to distinguish between all those other adventures in Time and Space. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are legally distinct adventure in Time and Space. We are only out of this place in time and space. So stay out of Champagne. Has <laughs> <laughs> the BBC No other fucking adventures you. in here except uh, those things. We got our us. eye on you, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, really great setup, actually. Especially, mm-hmm. it was in a smaller area. It was in the JW. Wasn't yeah, it? it was in yeah. the JW Grand Ballroom. J- yeah, it was in the JW's Grand Ballroom. So much smaller setup than like, you know, True Dungeon and a lot of the other yeah. you know, kind of tried and true things at Gen Con. It was but kind it was of a actually... different setup than most escape rooms. Most escape rooms are one room. Yeah. This was actually four little kind of mini rooms that you mm-hmm. went through. So it did feel a lot like True Dungeon, only a lot better. And there were a lot of cosplaying elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had probably a cast of maybe six or seven people running around in there. So again, that that kind of contributed as well to wow, the True Dungeon yeah, yeah. element. Kind of moving you through Not it, yeah. so much really any combat elements though, which is, I think is a big distinct away from yeah, true dungeon, dungeon. Yeah. so no really no pots no, no items. shuffleboard yeah no, no shuffleboard, shuffleboard no tokens 
Um, and it had a, but it did have a really engaging story to it. I mean, I know escape rooms try and have a kind of a little bit of a story to them, but you know, there's only so much story you can tell in a room. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the, the freedom they had from four rooms, it was, it was a little bit more engaging. So you actually started out in like the set of stranger things, basically. It was, it's a beautiful, like clearly a basement, like Mm -hmm. with seventies wood, wood paneling and, uh, like it just pure eighties nostalgia where like uh, board games and posters. Mm -hmm. And so you had to, and clearly someone was playing D and D in there. You had to solve that. Not spoiling. Once you solve that or, you know, whatever you move on to the next room where you get teleported into like a fantasy world Mm -hmm. and, Oh, okay. Yeah, you end so up. Then you're she in got the your Narnia gate. And, yep. and there's, there's, there's a shop owner that you yeah. have to help out, and then you get, get thrown in jail because he's a dirty bastard. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you get taken to the dragon's lair. Yep. So well, yeah, it was it was really fun and yep. cost way less money than True Dungeon does it. Yeah, I was on. I was. Th- I saw a bunch of these escape rooms, uh, and I was thinking about doing that, but yeah, I wasn't sure if they were going to be like any different than the escape rooms you can just get here in Springfield. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it was cool. And then at the end they had like an extra little additional thing that you could do. Or if you would um, figure out this like cipher code and translate it all and then like turn it over and like kind of use those directions to give yourself a map. Yeah, you, um, you could map. get like you want a free poster. So I got a, oh, that's cool. nice. a beautiful poster and the artwork yeah. was Really? No, I saw your print. Yeah, I saw yeah. the poster. It was really yeah. nice. Did you do this by yourselves or did you have other people with you? Uh, we had Anybody, six yeah, other people with us yeah. for a grand total of eight of the of the. I mean, that helps solving the puzzles because, yeah. It did, but I it didn't did, feel like... Didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like I... I felt like I was useful, you right. know? So, and, and especially considering there were six people in there who knew each other and then us two, I was real nervous before we started. We were, we were the randos. The yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. But I think it went well. Like they were yeah. all very nice and stuff. So. I think after the first room or so, they started cooperating better. The first room was pretty hectic. And then we kind of proved ourselves to them by being nice. pretty useful. Yeah. Yeah. Like we weren't the ones that messed up the first room. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a glitch, way. but yeah. You know, yeah, it happens. Um, Cool. That sounds really fun. Um, I'll probably try and do an escape room, uh, especially if they're putting that level of production value in it. Like, yeah, I, no. I, I didn't know. So like that was that was my sort of concern. Sure, um, sure. It yeah. was definitely a risk because I think the tickets were only like thirty five dollars or something yeah. like that, yeah. which is more expensive than an escape room is normally. But yeah. It was but worth yeah, it. For a full part escape to, room. Yeah. yeah. Like, and compared that. to True Dungeon, especially yeah. this oh, year. Oh, yeah. So. so, well, yeah, yeah. True Dungeon is just ridiculous at this it's point. It's so expensive yeah. at, Gen- like at Gen Con at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, one, um, $90 ticket, uh, 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 the ones I saw that were, they were almost conversely $80. I think oh, there may have been like a, a, a trial one that they put down to maybe 60, but, Still, uh, yeah. th- but that's only like just trying it out. Yeah. Um, but Aaron and I, of course, had our own adventure, uh, cause we both got to play in free spacer, yeah. uh, run by the game's author, uh, Christoph, uh, Sapinski, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was quite fun. Of course, we will have the actual play uh, up on the site at some point because uh, we've got a slight backlog at the moment because we recorded multiple games at Gen Con. Uh, but 
Uh, I had a lot of fun. The system is uh, a little complex, but... Uh, a little more crunch than I was probably initially used to, but yeah. once we got into the main part of the combat, it seemed to come together pretty well for the most yeah. part. So uh, I think that's there. And also, uh, it, it has a lot of interesting lore behind it, too. So yeah. I think that I, I, once we got into the role of that, where we started to understand, like, okay, this faction's going here and this one's going here, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes I think for an, like a one-shot can be a little bit overwhelming, but Kristoff did a really good job of explaining everything and kind yeah, of bringing it he, back. Um, yeah, a lot of Free Spacer's uh, strengths are its ability to generate like entire sectors and things pretty easily. But he also did the Star Trek. It was basically a very Star Trek kind of game where we go to this plan, we have to figure out what's going on and like how to help the people there and that kind of thing. Um, but um, they also was really good about having that old school kind of like, we have alien species and there's some fucking aliens. Here's a, here's a squid person. And here is this, <laughs> um, here's a, what was it, a crab guy? Yeah, or a, we, yeah, you know, we had a crab guy too, which was, and I do like that overall that, yeah. you know, hey, they're just weird alien species out here. It's not all just kind of yeah. There's no penalty much. for trying to you're on using your doctor skill in any alien species. So yeah, it it's just, just it's like, there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look for the actual play for that. That was uh, quite a bit of fun. Uh, and yeah, the guy who wrote it ran it for us. So that was that was quite nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, let's see here. Uh, I mean, that wasn't the only event we did though. Uh, together, uh, we did. Uh, we actually had a lot of fun doing um, Space Hulk. Space Hulk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't know we were signing up for Space Hulk. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of these event organizers are having some problems with, um, of course, we also mentioned in the previous segment that, you know, uh, the other Jason, uh, signed up for a game only to find out at the last minute that it was a LARP and he wasn't <laughs> expecting a LARP. Uh, and in this game, we signed up for Kill Team that was supposed to be like an eight player game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we can all play. That sounds fun. Yep. And then mm-hmm. like we show up and they're like, oh, well, we have, we don't have that. It's just one on one kill teams, but we also have a six player, uh, space alt game with custom 3D printed terrain. And we like, well, I we guess like, we'll dibs. do. Yeah, we will, <laughs> we will do that. Uh, Just gonna put my bag here. Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the thing was like, we got there early because you know, you know, we uh, Sunday we morning. did our little Sunday morning like what's quickly becoming a tradition of going to the uh, the donut place and yeah, yeah. what is what's Jack's, Jack's Donuts? Jack's Donuts. Jack's Donuts. Yeah, Jack's Donuts in Indianapolis. Pro Gen Contempt. If you want some unhealthy breakfast, that is a great place to get in and get out. <laughs> they, of. Have they, they have really cronuts. They have they cronuts. They have cronuts. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, but we did that, and Ross said, "Hey, let's. We could just go show up early. It'll be fine." So, yeah, we got there. Fortunately, we did because once we found out about this whole mix-up, it was like, yeah. "Well." Um, and then they were like, "Well, we've got the six-player Space Hulk." And I turned around. And I was like, "Ross, grab Maddie. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. going to do this." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like twenty people showed up. But yeah. all the people that were signed up, and then all the generics hoping to slip in. And it was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, no, we, get, was we got dibs su- on this one." <laughs> I was kind of surprised a little bit by the generics. Um, yeah, that many on a Sunday morning, but um, yeah, you can never predict exactly what events are going to where you can get in with generics. But even on a Sunday morning, you're not necessarily guaranteed a slot. Right. Um, right. Well, I mean, some of the generics got in. On the, like they had a bunch of boards set up for one v one games, so yeah. like people were playing mm-hmm. Space Hulk one v one and Kill Team one v one, and they had a lot of nice terrain and maps well, yeah, and the, minis. The, the really up, cool so. thing: these people yeah. showed up with an actual uh, Space Marine battle cruiser mm-hmm. as their like area, like cabinet this, yeah. this like, thing. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. it was more than just a cabinet though, because it had playing spaces inside of it. So like yeah. they had boards set up inside this ship to play on. Yeah, and they then our long table yeah. was in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and 
I quite uh, enjoyed it. Uh, Space Hulk is, of course, a very dicey game, but mm-hmm. you know, there's not like the scenario. I feel like if I was doing another three D three game or big player game, I would make the Marines do something other yeah. than just like we're gonna sit in our spawn and shoot the shit out of all this. <laughs> we didn't like, get to play for long enough for us to actually move because that's that was part of the thing is like I wanted to move but then like the aliens they just yeah. kept coming so yeah, I yeah. couldn't move. Like you guys uh, like all the aliens started off first with just little blips for those of you who don't know how to play Space yeah. Hulk like the, you, you scan the ship and you have a rough idea where they are but you don't know how many or whatever and then we're allowed to just Make entry with boarding torpedoes, which they actually had three D printed boarding yeah, torpedoes. That was very cool, too. <laughs> so yeah. freaking cool. So I saw a blip, and I was like, "Well, so Renee's here. Our rando, who was also a Space Marines over there, it's like I'm going to go right in through here." And of course, I breached and entered right on top of like I don't know eight or so <laughs> aliens waiting for me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you really had it raw from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was losing Space Marines left and right and center, but then I discovered the power of the flamethrower is broke as book in that game system. Well, <laughs> so. only broke because we were only playing like a 45 minute game. Yeah. 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 So also, I, we, it was just deathmatch. It was yeah. not like, yeah. like Space Hulk normally you have scenarios. Sure. Um, and that's what you do. But in this one, not so much. Uh, Nevertheless, it was pretty funny. Just yeah. blocking it was all a good of way Maddie, to cap and, off. Maddie yeah. and Ross's rando and then Maddie herself <laughs> just completely blocked them out like, yeah, try and move. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to sit here. <laughs> um, we were beginning to win by the end but yeah the Zeno or I was the Zeno player um, yeah uh, oh you would have won very quickly yeah yeah you won or two more turns <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but rough. the I also liked that they they didn't have Zeno so they're like these orcs they're now counted Zenos, or they're they're there too, and they want to compete with the Zenos. They they they're all unarmed, they can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it'll be awesome, guys. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but in terms of dudes fighting monsters, I mean, you also played Hellboy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. they um, Mantic, I believe. Yeah, that's the company that produces it. Uh, was doing uh, pre- pre- uh, not premiering, but at least putting out the Hellboy board game, uh, which is something I really wanted to try out because uh, I absolutely love Hellboy and the BPRD. Uh, and uh, got to do the demo. Uh, actually, got to do an initial demo and an extended one over it. Uh, they had games that were ticketed, but I didn't get a chance to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing of it is seems to be a bit of a cross between uh, some elements of Arkham Horror and Gloomhaven, where each adventure is basically set up on boards where you put the your so area scenarios, together. Yeah, yeah, the scenario together, yeah. or kind of like the Ghostbusters board game that I have. Uh, and you're a Hellboy trying to, you know, stop whatever. Um, but they also have a Doom Tracker set into it as well, that if it goes on for too long, the main monster of this, like the one we were playing, uh, had a larger frog spawn of some sort come out uh, that would be able to attack you early on. So it's kind of managing what you can do in the moment and then making your way to the monster so they're not all overwhelming you at once or giving you negative effects. Um, all the characters are statted out on the boards with abilities like Hellboy. One of those is a like one-fisted attack for the, the right hand of Doom. And the way that you do the dice mechanics, it actually has two sets that you roll at once. Blue for your attack... I believe a purple or something for their defense. And then if they get over on you, you start flipping over markers until it's all filled into yellow. And then you have to use a separate yellow dice until you get healed up by either one of your party members or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but really beautiful minis, really good setup. Uh, I would love to give this an, a fuller playthrough as I got, but unfortunately it's a very high price point. The base game itself is about $90. Uh, which was the what they were giving at the con. It's not nothing, yeah. And they gave you like two initial scenarios, but that's 
for the all the one the big one they had a huge con option that was set up with like four of the big scenarios and even with the coupon they gave that was about dropping 175 which is Ouch. yeah i i, I couldn't better not, fucking love hellboy gotta pay for I, I, that I fucking sweet, love hellboy uh, yeah uh, copyright license. yeah that like that mike yeah. license, well it's yeah. also like high quality minis too and they are very well done and the game looks very solid but in the same vein on i had to look at it in the terms of if i can bring this every night like every week like we've been doing with gloomhaven and do and play that that's great but i don't feel i did not feel comfortable even attempting that when i didn't get a full-on playthrough right with everybody right else. and we already literally have gloomhaven yeah so, so yeah. Until, and we I've, got we got another hundred hours of gloomhaven yeah. before that's <laughs> even least. done so yeah. maybe yeah. If, maybe we find a prize drop or maybe next year yeah would be exactly a good option, yeah. So. yeah um but yeah that's cool uh i'm glad you got to try that out i i've, I've seen the minis myself and i was like Ooh, that is neat. oh but, yeah no and I, the only thing i regretted is that they uh, were given a uh uh a, a spectral form version of the the johan kraus mini i'm like Aww. not worth it <laughs> not <Aww>. worth you <laughs> They're just trying to get you to buy. They, they did, but <laughs> irresponsibly. But yeah. in turn, since I, I couldn't, yeah. I know I couldn't be responsible. I did find one thing BPRD related, which are the patches, which I've been finding for a future cosplay costume mm-hmm. as just a general agent. So uh, thank you to the random uh, booth that I found you at, and I will try to name you later if I can remember. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you were there. Poor form, Aaron. On yeah. the shout outs. Nope. Yep. Tell you what, he's only had like. 40 minutes that we've been talking. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to totally be appalled about before, <laughs> yeah, yeah. before this episode even started. Um, yeah, you, my friends. Um, <laughs> these were the only. I mean, Jason, you also got to try some non-gaming events too, right? Like, yes, I uh, I was actually doing quite a bit at the writers' symposium this mm-hmm. year. Um, we we saw a bit of that last year because Mercedes Lackey showed up, and that's Renee's like literary hero Love um so this year i was much more interested in kind of checking out what that has to offer because yeah you know like i used Ross to do that Caleb, too, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm an aspiring writer um and in particular well, ross and caleb have books well sorry, sorry. <laughs> they're no longer aspiring <laughs> uh, yes thank you <laughs> by ross by yep. ross's book by his book yeah um so so yeah, so flipping through their list of events, they actually had quite a large segment on something I'm pretty interested, in, which is um, serialized fiction and self-publication mm-hmm. and making that work, uh, which I've been quite fascinated by. Oh, cool! I studied, yeah, yeah. I studied a bit of Dickens, and like, yeah. obviously, you're quite successful with Patreon, and have been kind of pushing that as ideas um, for us. Yeah, you know, no, for- I know uh, Delta Green does a bit of that. They, um, uh, as part of their Patreon, uh, Dennis Dewell writes microfiction stories, yeah. like 500 words or thousand, something like that. Yeah, um, and puts those out, and they've he's already got a compilation of them. So yeah, like. Um, or doing slightly longer form things. Um, and you can also adapt it to like podcasting. Like, uh, there's a lot of serialized podcasts that do that. Um, like the Magnus archives, which we were listening to on the, on yeah. the trip up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the, yeah, serialized fiction is definitely a very potentially a very good place yeah. to, uh, go. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so no, I, 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 I snatched up, uh, three or four events from that mm-hmm. um because another another big thing this interests you out there they're free they're all oh yeah, yeah. free that's mm-hmm. you know i mean honestly it costs you an hour of your day to go and engage with one of these i'm i'm uh, also pretty sure uh, if you bring a zoom recorder you can just record those and put, put them on your podcast for free so yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh i have done that in the past years um also by the way i'm still an aspiring writer in that i aspire to be i don't know as famous as mercedes lackey yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that so even when you get published there's more things to <laughs> 
inspired. There's it never higher ends. levels. It never, on and on and on. Except for Stephen King, but he can fuck off. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah. So um, uh, he's yeah. just vomiting words in a, in the best way. Possible. They're good words. They're though, good Aaron. words, Aaron. Like, no, no, I'm not saying that's, 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 that's why I said Stephen. vomiting words in the best way possible. Yeah. That that was his. <laughs> and at this point, he's been pretty open about the fact that he does this for himself. Like this is his thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we keep throwing piles of money at him. Yeah. And he's that is very like, true. Okay. I mean, it's there are worse things that yeah. could happen to one's yeah. life. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I will say though, these are quite hit and miss as these are pretty freeform. They do get some decent talent. I don't remember who all came in, but I did recognize several of the names sure. of authors that were in. They usually year. get a pretty good roster yeah. of writers yeah. for that. They, they that do that's have a, a whole really thing. Impressive like, roster. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the, it was a little hit and miss. So uh, for example, the self publication mm-hmm. seminar I went to was fantastic as they, they had a nice breadth of representation of, of authors at various stages in their careers mm-hmm. who are all have had pretty decent success at self-publication. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really familiar with any, I, I was I heard of one of them. Wasn't that familiar with the other two, but like, um, you know, kind of was quickly Googling and like, okay, who are these people? Should I actually be listening to them? Oh, but yeah, maybe I probably should. Yeah. And then, you know, getting their, their kind of anecdotal lessons as well as like, you know, genuine, like hard, you know, Hey, this is how it actually works. You should understand this before you try this mm-hmm. type of stuff, you know, and actually giving good examples, hard figures, you know, particularly yeah. for self publications, a nice thing to know that like, yeah. Hey, you should expect to pay 500 bucks for, you know, for your cover art. And oh, then sure. Another, yeah. $800, you know, $200 to do this and another $800 to do that and so on and so forth. And, you know, here's a grand total of like, here's my first book. It literally cost this much for me to make, mm-hmm. you know, so it took me a year to actually get back in the black on it. And it's like, wow, that's actually really inspiring. It makes me feel a lot more better about attempting this nonsense. Cause like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, you know, that seems achievable. Yeah. Um, however, the serialized publication form I went to not so good, um, as they got, an editor who seemed like a pretty decent cat and, you know, pretty well experienced. He uh, was one of Shadowrun's editors, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I kind of, you know, didn't know his name, but I obviously familiar with the IP because. Sure. Of, Shadowrun. You know, yeah. The, the popularity with RPPR on that one. <laughs> uh, the author they got, however, really just wanted to spend most of the time talking about how much she actually hated serialized fiction until she was forced to do it to remain salient (laughs) and then pretty much spent the whole rest of the time talking about herself and her particular ideology you know ideological views on this sort of stuff and it was after about a half hour I just walked out because I was like okay I'm not learning anything from either of these people and you know that that, like she was trying to find every option she could to pick a fight with the editor guy who was just trying to be a in my opinion was just trying to be a good natured dude and let her do most of the talking since she was the actual writer and he was just like hey I like serialized fiction but if you're a beginning writer don't do that Hey, if you want to write, I'll definitely hire you for if it's your first thing because you know I need new talent constantly for Shadow sure. Run. But no, if you're a first time writer, I'm not going to give you a six a six arc serialized run because that's a really hard thing to do for good writers. And <laughs> you're just starting, so don't come to me with that idea. Just bring me a, a bring me a decent sample and we'll get you started. But yeah, yeah, you need to you need to take take one bite at a time. So yeah. you know. Um, I mean, yeah, that you get what you pay for with uh, these. Yeah. Uh, that, like uh, that, that was 
in a way similar to my experiences when I stopped going them because they're just very highly variable. Some yeah. are very good, some are very not. Um, and you never know exactly where you're going to get because the, the content may be good, the the topic may be good, but the authors are bad. The, sometimes some of the topics that were like kind of marginal would turn out to be really good because they had really good like authors on there talking. Sure. So um, that's something to think about. Yeah, but yeah, writer symposium. If you're interested at all in writing, um, also talk to the authors in between symposiums, like after the panel or whatever, yeah. uh, and just kind of like, hey, blah 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 blah, blah. You know, get your your autograph or just like get advice um so yeah um because that's always fun to do uh yeah. or hunt down at the bar later and give them a free drink and squeeze them for info yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah. you're a, like you're a shadow runner um so uh yeah. very good uh let's see what else um oh you 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 also did uh, uh you had a little mini mission on your own right uh a little bit uh, yeah uh renee the whole uh search for the gaming table thing yes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we kind of our house has become the hub for our ppr we've been wanting to kind of expand our capabilities for everybody to have a enjoyable gameplay session yeah. so we've been looking into gaming tables for several years but unfortunately geek she died a oh. tragic death yeah so now right. that void is quite large and trying to be filled but there this year there was actually a gallery of uh you know gaming <laughs> like the whole on the way to lucas oil yeah, there's yeah. Like a whole little section so, oh yeah i didn't even go to lucas oil at all, uh, oil at all this year <laughs> that was the only reason we went to lucas oil was to go check out this well gallery. i actually played that's where i oh, played okay. um western legend kingdom builder oh, okay. or, sorry, kingsburg have, that's what and, shouldn't have spoken for you there and to look in the no, shadow no, of true dungeon <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, so we were checking out a bunch of those. It turns out actually one of them is local for, for RPPR. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's based in Joplin. Uh, well, not Joplin. Well, the shop is the, in Joplin. The shop is in Joplin. They're based out of what did they Kansas say? Said, Kansas uh, City? No, not Kansas City. It was Jasper? Jasper, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, no, the shop is in jo- uh, Jasper. The, uh, um, the like people who run it, they were in Kansas City. Okay, okay, that sounds. But yeah. anyway, Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also uh, getting into the mar- um, you know the table of ultimate gaming. People were there, and you know, nice, but you know, expensive for yeah, magnetized like. Nick legs Max. that you could probably make on your own pretty easily yeah. if you wanted. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with the build quality of them. I didn't think they were that bad. It was fine. Yeah. It was, but, but like, for, if I'm going to pay that much money yeah. for the table, the tabletops were the thing fine. on there because yeah. the, the material they use could be easily cleaned, I think, and mm-hmm. maintained. But if you're looking for something classy, like the wood stuff, like Wormwood was doing, you, yeah. you're probably wanting to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the new kids on the block oh, this God. year came across the pond to come see us, Rathscalier. A Rathscalier. Yeah. Like that. Um, yeah, no. It was beautiful. Those guys, I mean, that was as Euro as it gets. They were blaring a EDM. They had a rave table. Like their table had their table was so flashing pretty. neon lighting yeah, all around LEDs it. Like, that built into yeah. it that were just and it was like pulsing. color rainbow chasing, yes. chasing rainbows yeah, all the way it around. It was intense. It was so pretty. Uh, they were really nice guys. I stopped and actually chatted with one of them. And yeah, he he sat and talked me through their, their process. They are all custom made to order. They had <laughs> so, a little um, coffee table thing that just was like the table of drawers. Uh-huh. It was yeah. so pretty. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And I mean, like, the, yeah, their modularity, the customized, but I mean, they were literally electrified, obviously from LED lighting, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, they had ports so everybody can, you know, plug in their phones and their laptops uh, and everything else on it. USBs and, uh-huh. and something else I did like, I, I wasn't sure until Jason pointed out to me, um, is that they, for any of the cups or anything else you do, they kind of have a rail system that just has a simple plastic hook that goes in for almost everything that you're going to use on it. And yeah. my only concern at that was like, well, structurally, I wonder how that would be 
possibly breaking off but yeah that guy explained how it would not be everything would be way load bearing on those yeah and that wow. rail system is pretty common for um board gaming tables like it's pretty that's that's how, usually how they hang stuff off. yeah of but tables. those did seem pretty modular compared to usual where it's like it's a very particular like you know router cut yeah you know that's yeah. you know mm-hmm. only their stuff's gonna work on it and you it's gonna take tons of experimentation to try and build your own for it which is one thing i didn't like about geek sheets because they had a very specific yeah. particular angle as i was you know not much of a woodworker but my dad is so i at least can kind of notice some things and was examined that and was like that's going to be a pain in the butt to try and replicate that for making our own stuff mm. but uh yeah so these guys you know yeah they were very friendly really cool stuff unfortunately due to the fact that everything's custom they really couldn't even throw prices at us they were saying maybe about two grand to start but it, they could easily hit 10k uh or t- <laughs> you know like easily would you, you know. like a house with your table <laughs> right at this point it's cheaper just to build a house around it it's so nice <laughs> so, let us build I mean, you, a you house. might want to live in so that for table. next yeah. so for next year uh please look out for role-playing public radios gofundme to get the ultimate <laughs> gaming table <laughs> i'm just living in the table we put wheels on it. I drive it. it it's, it's technically legally still a table, though. I roll Wormwood. initiative against Wormwood. traffic. <laughs> Wormwood had chairs that were really, really nice. They, yeah. Their chairs now have like um, little cavities underneath the seats that you can get, mm-hmm. so you can like store things underneath the oh, seats wow. as well. Yeah. Nice. They're very like wide and comfortable. I was mm-hmm. impressed with their chairs. I sat in a lot of other people's chairs that I was like. It's okay. Because some of them you had to pay individually. Like most people, it seems like most gaming companies these days are being smart and selling like pairs or like sets. Sure. But like, I don't remember which one it was, but it was individual shares and they were 174 each. And it's like, no. Well, I think that was, I think that was the ultimate game. Was it table ultimate game? Yeah, Yeah. table ultimate game. I mean, sorry guys, it was an okay chair, but nah. Yeah. Um, Not for like $200. I mean, a good chair is worth that. I mean, a good chair is worth even more if you're spending a lot of time in it, but a gaming chair, maybe not as much because you're only. Not you know working on it in it all day, but right I don't know. exactly, um, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so other things for Gen Con like food. Um, any any new discoveries this year? We found a great Irish pub. Um, yep. So we stayed at the Hyatt Place, which is a brand new hotel this year. It was really yeah. nice. It was fantastic, and for paying the price, it was slightly cheaper than uh, the downtown Marriott, where yeah. which we got last year, because we got really nice draw last year. And location-wise, too, it was just, what, four or five blocks? So two. Wait, uh, two, two blocks. Okay. Two blocks we, from yeah. the end of the food truck. Okay, yeah, to the end of the food truck. So we could basically just turn the corner and go straight through the food trucks into the convention center. It was yeah. well-placed. I mean, it, it was an easy, straight-shot walk. It was never a problem getting to events. It was, you know, and getting back to the room. Like, yeah, for being, you know, not on the main kind of thoroughfare coming out of the convention yeah. center, you know, the J dot, the JW, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. And, yeah. and like, it was phenomenal. And the nice thing too about it is that if you were getting way too hot, it actually had a mall access next to it. So you could yeah. access, you could get to the convention center that way without yeah. burning yourself yeah. out. Yeah. So we, what, uh, so this Irish pub though, um, um, it was, uh, the Clodig. Yeah. The Clodig. Mm-hmm. Um, apologies, Irish listeners. We don't speak Gaelic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just off a corner. Mm-hmm. On that route to the from the Hyatt place, and yeah, no, I mean, I always judge them by fish and chips. Renee always judges them by bangers and mash, and I'd say top tier on yeah, both counts. Oh, nice. Both very yeah. good, very good, very interesting drink specials. They had a lot of um, kind of cocktails that were, you know, that were actually 
you know, actually fairly potent. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I did one and it was, I, I was already enough. Off just yeah, one. Yeah. I was like, wow. This yeah. is, and it tasted good too. So it was like, cool. yeah, no, there's yeah. enough alcohol well, in here I'll, to like uh, have yeah. fun, but it still uh, tastes good. And we had McNiv- uh, McSeverin's or McN- McNiven's. McNiven's. That's yeah. what it, McNiven's. Scottish which is, yeah. We went to the Scottish place while they yeah, yeah, the yeah, Irish yeah. one. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that had fantastic food over there. Uh, the thing I, I was a little bit full from the day's travel. So, but I ended up getting a vegetarian chili that they mm-hmm. had there, which was pretty hearty and you know overall and uh, I actually tried out a Stella, Stella cider for the first time which was pretty damn good yeah, so Stella. yeah, good cider. yeah. yeah cool. we uh, also as far oh. as food trucks go <laughs> um, I'm just going to talk about the good experiences I wow. think you and Aaron um, should talk about the bad experiences no it was just a long, long line. We should have okay. given up, but we didn't. But anyway, yeah. um, I want to talk about the good places. Uh, so Alibaba, uh, that's been there several years, and this is the first year I actually got a yeah. chance to try it. Shawarma was very good. And then um, Legendary very Golf gold. Golf Col- Club, Club or something like yeah. that. Um, they only had one thing. It was a tenderloin. But there was no line, and we walked up and got it, and then we like stood there next to it, waiting for Jason to get done with his line, and like four other people like stopped us and were like, "What is that? That looks so good. Where did you get that?" <laughs> and it, yes, pork tor- pork tenderloin. That's how I say it. Uh, sandwiches go. Uh, it was actually it was probably one of the best ones out of good. you know town, and they had amazing steak fries. I was just yeah, I was not getting hungry. It's like I want to eat these still. Aww. So uh, they had a food truck there, but I actually went to their proper restaurant, uh, mm. St. Elmo's, um, mm. the burger stall or burger shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burger yeah. study, I think. Yeah. Burger study, burger that study. was it. Thank you. Um, yeah, they had a they they had a, a stand in the in the food truck court line, but the the actual restaurant is down by the Hyatt place. I gotcha. And so I, you know, I actually saw that you know they had a big. Gen Con special, Stranger Things, you know, based burger. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, uh, like we talked about with Greg and Tom that there's a lot of themed food places around. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So they had that and Renee saw it and was like, hey, you might like that. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, because it kind of reminds me of one of the Bears burgers I like. And yeah. Had a good workout. So, yeah, I decided to stop in there because Renee and Aaron were both very busy. So I knew I was going to be eating alone for that meal. Uh, went in there and the burger was fantastic. Uh, but the drinks there are ridiculous uh, in a good way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered a $14, um, again, cocktail-type drink that was pretty much just all their in-house bourbon and, you know, with flavored with actual Madagascar vanilla and cherries. And then they handed me a small Coke if I wanted to mix that in, which it definitely needed it because it was about a – Five, six-inch glass of bourbon. Ooh. I was like, well, all right. That, that, that. I mean, that's why in the after- $14. 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> I was like, that's, you know, that's a bit. <laughs> but, get you done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, it sounds, uh, you had some good culinary experiences yeah. at least. Well, uh, and there's always Giordano's. Yeah. There's always yes, Giordano's. Giordano's so that's always good. Today's birthday. We, we, we continue <laughs> but, the tradition, went to Giordano's yeah. with, and actually most of our PPR turned out and we really appreciate everybody that came, all of them that came and the, the, yeah. the friends of our PPR that yep. came as well. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't have a, yeah, if Maddie and I didn't have a scheduling conflict, as we talked about in the first segment, uh, we would have gone, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, cool. Uh, any other final thoughts about, uh, especially like 
any, did you learn any tips this year to maximize Gen Con fun for next year? I learned this year that I really like the puzzle hunt, but I need to go around the very yeah. first night, like Wednesday night, go oh, yeah. around, take the pictures of all the puzzle things. Cause like, I wanted to do that, but like obviously you're so busy the entire time that like and fatigue. I didn't up. find the puzzle, all the puzzles until like midway through the day on Saturday, I think. Ooh. And so by that time, it's like I don't have, I don't have the brain power or the time to really like finish. Yeah, you got to commit to that. Yeah. So yeah, I've thought about doing that, but yeah, I was just like, nope. To got events to run, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it is fun. Like yeah. I did enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. what the the puzzles that I got to do, cool. and then um, as always, like the crafting sessions are always much more fun than I expect them to be. Um, and I always come out with stuff that I like. I'm like, oh, it was so nice. Was it a new craft this year, or what? what? Uh, this year I did uh, alcohol ink. Um, coasters so I like essentially like painted or made a marble like mm-hmm. looking uh, coasters with alcohol ink and I think they came out really nice, nice looking yeah. but yeah, cool. really neat yeah uh, so keep on that's always crafting. fun to like learn yeah, yeah, yeah. new crafts at Gen Con yeah, yeah, yeah. too that's cool uh, Jason any new uh, you have to make sure you max out on your legal pain medication of choice uh, oh yeah because uh, yeah Gen Conners are getting less and less um respectful in their movement capabilities and yeah i was hurting a lot the first day for unrelated reasons and yeah uh i just about got into a fist fight and really don't need to be doing that that's not a that's not a, a good way to be because as a he was grumpy already yes. and people kept bumping into him no let's be clear somebody came up and wrapped my knuckles trying to knock my cup out of my hand <laughs> like yeah Let's, let's, yeah. let's be clear. Was it just like the little jostling? It was someone walked up and smacked my knuckles as hard as they could. That uh, does. Yeah, yeah no. Oh, uh, I mean, Jenkins tried to uh, like really be uh, aggressive, uh, proactive, whatever you want to say, yeah. in terms of like dealing with harassment and assholes and kicking them out. Yeah. But like 70,000 people, it's yeah. hard to. And again, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I certainly guarantee it wasn't targeted because i'm not the ideal choice for that yeah, yeah even people that don't know me i think can tell yeah, that yeah. from a look but yeah no just like yeah no if you're feeling grumpy yeah gotta be cool because there's definitely a lot of jostling going on people are getting way more less conscious about uh proximity to other people yeah there's also uh a lot more people bringing in rolling carts and now yes. wagons this year yes. yeah, saw a lot of that. Thing, so. yeah so um and, and the uh, board game backpacks are very large those board game backpacks yeah. are like ridiculous. i almost yeah. got taken out several times by a board game <laughs> yeah. backpack. See, and i'm someone who's like ooh, a cool backpack that's awesome they just do not look good uh i understand the, uh, it is, the utilitarian value but they they all look ugly as hell to me it's true they do yeah. look ugly but also like I'd, for practical reasons like i'm like yes no i get it but like maybe not in the dealer hall dude yeah maybe like, yeah yeah keep that like cool stuff it gives you your free bags yeah. Yeah. to your uh like uh venue of choice to play it and maybe don't go into the dealer hall with your yeah. insane backpack exactly. you know, like, yeah don't be yeah. like i don't want to go back to my room i'll just take the games i'm going to play with me in my enormous backpack and then buy yeah like, and then yeah, knock take, people yeah. over yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> take a lesson from the cosplayers and the oversized costumes like you're going to be out in the front where people can take pictures don't wander into the convention hall yeah where you're going to be like the roadblock that everybody has yeah. to be going around for five hours so i mean yeah. yeah think about the work you put into that too i mean because it's gonna get, get busted, busted on yeah. if people yeah. 
problem. Cause exactly. Yeah. Um, Aaron, any lessons? Uh, general lessons. Usually it's the same thing is that if you see something that you're really interested in, take the time to talk to the people who are selling it or just demoing a game. Um, if you have a lot, if you are not certain about what you're wanting to play, um, get a bunch of generics and then kind of find stuff that you can go through. Cause a lot of the times those games are not going to fill up. Uh, people that, I get, that's a risky strategy though, as we saw in the space. Hulk, it, right? it is a risky strategy, but in a lot of cases, I was thinking just for the general RPGs too. And my yeah. experiences in the past, I've always had at least anywhere from two to four people, um, not show up and other people in generic saying, Hey, do you have the seats available for this? Sure. So that's fair. So it, it may not work for you always like on the really big ticketed events, but smaller games too that's kind of interested um definitely do that yeah uh other lesson right now is that uh vodka is a thing apparently so. <laughs> it is indeed a thing uh, my lesson sometimes crit fails in delta green aren't that bad uh, so, uh we did Boosh. have a glancy game this year uh and it turns out yeah they're they're not they can they can be totally <laughs> benign sometimes it's amusing yeah <laughs> although you you were not amused at the time uh I'm going to say this now too because I wasn't well. I I was more I was more falsely amused at the time because I understand what you're going for. Realistically, though, that's probably the least uh, the least of an effect that a critical failure has had on no, me. it really in, has any it, glancy game. It really has or it any was, game in general. So it, it I, was pretty nice. So um, at the end of the day, I can't really bitch about too much. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's my that's the ultimate lesson. Don't be afraid to crit fail. Uh, <laughs> it's so, just a game. It's just a, just game. a game. And sometimes it's all about the story uh, and the friends you Learning made along the way. Your friends is fun. And a, yeah, and a potential dice bag thrown at somebody's head. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and that's also your anecdote and a little teaser for our Glancy game coming up on our, your actual play. Um, so, yeah, this has been Ross Payton. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't uh, already checked it out, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash RPPR. We have a bonus uh, podcast, uh, RPP After Hours, where we review old bad games. Well, not always necessarily bad, but weird. Uh, we also are doing Questing for Answers, where we uh, uh, take your questions uh, of the patrons and answer them. Uh, we also have have early access for our actual plays um rppr illustrated images of our uh very fun games uh we're doing a series about the best of every rppr cast member there's the you need to check out the best of aaron um and uh, uh, but don't forget yeah. about the best of tom and the, what we just released the best of david yeah uh so yeah we have a lot uh, of bonus content so and also if you back at the two dollar level or above you get to join our discord and hang out and ask us questions and Watch as I shit post. I mean, post very interesting <laughs> stories and links. Uh, the best of the internet, really. Uh, all there in one Discord. So, um, yeah, thank you all. Uh, I hope you. I can see you all next time at Gen Con. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.